This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, June 9th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew Dewaskin. Matt, how are you doing? Mm, I'm hanging in there, Dylan. Yeah? You doing all right? Uh, doing all right. You survived your baseball game? Softball, softball game, pardon game. me? Uh, yeah, that's more accurate than you know, yes. You teased that that you have a story, and we will push this one to the end as usual, but this is one worth waiting for, for tuning in for. I'm willing to say I literally went from zero to hero in the span of about an hour. Okay. I haven't heard this story yet, but I'm excited to. You have not, no. We'll leave that to the end for the crazy people that actually, you know, tune in here for baseball (laughs) instead of softball updates. We'll do that first. Softball instead of baseball, you mean? Well, just we're putting it at the end so that people can skip it if they want. Of course, but, yeah, we, yeah, we, yes. we're, yeah, we, we're good like that. Those people that are missing out. Uh, as for our picks from the week, we did did okay. You had your boy Sogard actually uh, had a pretty okay game there. Did you catch that? I did. He's been like, <laughs> he's been killing it. Doing fine, yeah. Uh, rest of your picks, not a lot. Uh, I didn't do a lot either, but Jorge Bonifacio ran into one for me. I picked him against Mike Fires. He did not get the homer off Mike Fires that I expected, but he hit a homer off the Houston bullpen, so half take credit for that. But he is a guy worth watching and a guy worth picking up, I think. Mm-hmm. My boy Paul DeJong didn't do much for me. And then on the pitcher side, uh, well, Chase Anderson is back. For right now, I guess he went seven and two thirds scoreless, and I will take that all day. Mm-hmm. And we both had Jimmy Nelson, and he was competent, definitely six strikeouts and in six innings and a quality start for a win. You had David Paulino do fine, and we had yep. Junior Guerra do pretty okay. A lot of base runners, but kept the runs off the board. So we had an okay on week on the pitching side. No, nothing special. Matt, do you have anything before we get into our picks for this weekend? No, I want to get into our picks. The only thing that I wanted to bring up was... Oh? We thought Edinson Volquez throwing a no-hitter was crazy, and I was like, yeah, I don't know baseball. Scooter Jeanette hits four home runs, and you just kind of throw your arms in the air, right? What is there to make of that other than just a reminder that you don't know anything? Again, we just went over this with Edinson Volquez, so I'm yeah. like, part of me feels like nothing surprises me anymore. That's the name you're going to be seeing on Sports Center for a lot of years. Whenever somebody hits a four homer <laughs> game, Scooter Gannett's yeah. going to you're Oh, yeah, that happened. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I I don't know. It's not even that he's like a bad baseball player. It's that he doesn't hit home runs. I don't know. See, the only four homer game that I remember, like, ever was Mark Witten. Okay. Before my time, I believe. And the only reason I remember it is because I think, I want to say he did it in Kansas City, and he had to, like, go fish his, the, the balls out of the out of the, the fountain. Because <laughs> he won them. And he actually had, like a, a, like, a fish hook thing with all the balls attached to them. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's yeah. weird. Our boy Ronald Coley at Mirage 5 was tweeting me a day or two before about the home run spike that's been going on the second half of last year and still more this year. A lot more home runs, but it's confusing because, like, slugging's not up and batting average isn't up. Just home runs themselves are up. It's kind of a weird phenomenon going on. And then that happens, and you're like, yeah, something's... I don't don't have an answer, but yes, home runs are up. It's nuts. Baseball's weird. Anyway, we're going to continue to try to predict the future, which is increasingly futile and outrageous, but we're doing it anyway. And even more so, we're writing down our results on digital paper. So, Matt, 
Friday, June 9th. Got a full slate to pick from. I'll be honest, I had trouble here picking picking a guy. I, I'm not sure where to go here. Right off the bat, I think the obvious one, at least for you, are your boy Randall Delgado getting the Brewers. I would love to take Randall Delgado. I can't do it against the Brewers. I don't like that matchup. The Brewers are all the way down to 11th versus right-handed pitching on the year. They, after starting way up there, they've cooled off, but they're still kind of scary. And it's in Arizona, not a great place to pitch. I was pretty sure that was your pick, not because I thought it was a great pick, because I have trouble finding a better one on here. Could maybe do German Marquez and the day game in Wrigley, because again, the Cubs have struggled a little bit at the plate. Not that that's made them stinky, just more like average, you know, but... I don't really love that matchup either, do you? Uh, no, I do not. <sighs> All right. Brian Johnson gets the Tigers. Last time in the major leagues, he threw a shutout against Seattle. They can't hit lefties. The Tigers can kind of hit lefties. Yeah. They're ninth. I like him a little bit. I like him with a better matchup, though. I, I don't love this for him, do you? Uh, no, I do not. Interesting guy, though, right? Very, yes. I'm paying attention, but I can't take him here. Same with, I like Zach Davies going to Arizona. I, I like, sorry, there need, I needed a comma there. I like Zach Davies, comma, he's going to Arizona. I like that less. But he has a 2.74 ERA in his last four starts. He's trying to put it together a little bit. Mm. A little bit interesting. But I think, I mean, that's scarier than the Randall Delgado side. So, for me, I don't know about you, but I don't want that. Mm-hmm. What about your boy Joe Biagini going to Seattle? You like that at all? <sighs> I'm more interested in the other side, I think. You like Sam Gavilio. See, he hasn't earned my trust. I like Biagini a little bit more. What do you like about Sam Gavilio? He doesn't really walk anybody. I mean, he's he, he, he's given up... In 23 innings, he's given up the same number of, of walks as homers, I believe. Five and yes. five. Yes. It's not great, but if the worst thing that happens is he gives, gives up a couple of solo home runs, I, th- I think I can handle that. I don't think mm-hmm. I can handle a guy who's going to, you know, give up eight walks and give up the home runs. Right. He's only had one bad outing. He allowed five runs, and then other ones have been good. And even with that one five-run outing, he has a 3-1-3 ERA. So a little bit interesting, and definitely throwing strikes, so that helps. Uh, We'll see against Toronto. Toronto is, I wouldn't say hot, but definitely not as bad as they were to start the year. The only other name I wrote down is Eric Scoglin going to San Diego. And I don't really believe in Eric Scoglin, but he's going to San Diego. You at least got to think about it, but he is nothing that exciting. Would you consider this? I think I'd almost rather have the the, the guy playing opposite him. You like Yulise Chassin getting the Royals? <laughs> oh boy, Yulise Chassin, 5.65 ERA. It is the Royals, and it is Petco. Do you, have you seen his home road splits? Uh, I haven't. I can look at them right now in front of me. Get he has game. indeed been. That is pretty good. In five starts at home, a one three six ERA. In seven starts on the road, a four-digit ERA, 10.27. That is remarkable. I've never seen that before. It's only 12 starts, but that is something. I've never seen a nine-run spread between, between home and road split. I've never seen that before. That is real remarkable. <laughs> and, like, the control numbers are pretty similar. It's just the batting average allowed at home is 157, and the batting average against on the road is 377 mm. and seven starts. And he won two of them. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're just reading stats on the podcast. But I, you could do that at home if you really believe in those five starts against the Royals. You can be crazy. Nobody else is going to take you Alicia scene, and it's, ER, it's totally ERA of, like, five. But... <laughs> 
Matt, I struggle with this day. I don't know what you're going to do. I might take your guy, Delgado, and just hope that the Brewers have continued to cool off, but I really don't like it. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go Delgado, but I I can't call it a recommendation. All right. I almost want to go German Marquez. No, I'm going Delgado, but I'm thinking about German Marquez, too. But, yeah. Who are you going with? Is there anybody else that we didn't mention? I would like to mention Brad Peacock, but he's 57% owned. He's, he's Brad Peacock okay. is too popular for us. That is crazy. Isn't it? I don't know. That's weird. That's weird that Brad Peacock is out of reach for this contest. Right? Well, and his ERA is 230, and that looks nice, but he has only once this year made a start past even two five innings. Last time out, he went six innings, two runs. Like, looked good, but he hasn't even hit five innings at all before that, so I don't know. Anyways. What are you thinking? My heart says Chasin, my head says Skogland. Neither are that exciting, I'll be honest. I guess I gotta have to go with my head, I suppose. Which one was that again? Skogland. Okay, <laughs> yeah. A lefty in San Diego against the Padres, okay. Yeah, but it's an ugly day, is what we've kind of stumbled through while running down these Friday pitchers. It's kind of an ugly day. You might want to actually spend on on somebody because the cheaper options are not that exciting for Friday. Mm. But yes, in San Diego, you can come out with with something there. Matt, on this ugly day, how about some hitters to pick from to pick on some of these struggling pitchers? I got three Barkin guys. Okay. Yeah, my highest guy is 16% owned. So who are you looking at? My highest guy is 8% owned. Oh boy, getting real cheap. Yeah. So I'll I'll start with that guy. He's my C pick. Uh Uh-huh. Jeremy Hellickson gets the St. Louis Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Okay, Hellickson, I think this has been a few years into this now, so it's it's actually a thing. He's a righty who's not very good against righties. Yeah, he's been beat up for sure. So I'm looking for a righty who does well against righties, and at 8% owned, the St. Louis Cardinals have a guy by the name of Tommy Pham. Yes, yes, I like Tommy Pham. I wrote him down later in the weekend, but not here, but I'm totally fine with it. Actually, yeah, you can probably use him just about any day, really. He's been better against lefties, but he's been good against righties, too. I'm totally into that. His OPS against righties is over 850. His OPS against lefties is over 900, I think. He's been killing it this season. He's been good. Should be more than 8% owned, is the point, for sure. Next up, my B pick. Uh Matt Moore pitching at home against the Twins. He's, in fact, left-handed. You want righties against him. Absolutely. I looked at some of the right-handed options. I, I, you know, I didn't really like what I saw. I looked into the switch hitters on on the Twins, mm-hmm. and they have a few. You've got my guy Robbie Grossman, who I believe I've already used this month. Can check. I'm not sure. Either way, he's not my pick. You used him. Yeah, you used him on May 31st and on June 4th. That's correct. All about him lately, which is good. He can hit lefties. I can't go back to Robbie Grossman, so I'm going to roll out Eduardo Escobar versus Matt Moore. I like that fine. Yeah, some of those twin switch hitters can definitely hit lefties. I don't have a problem with that. He's at, at 1% owned, and he's actually doing, doing damage against left-handers this year. So, yep. And he qualifies all over the diamond. If you need him, you know, if you're filling out a DFS lineup and you need like a cheap guy to toss in anywhere, you could do mm-hmm. a lot worse than Eduardo Escobar versus Matt Moore. Yeah, and the Giants bullpen is nothing special either. Okay. Yeah. And lastly, my A pick. Mm-hmm. Miguel Gonzalez goes against Cleveland in Cleveland, I believe. Mm-hmm. 
with Miguel Gonzalez, you want lefties because he, you know, he's in fact right-handed. He's a weakness against lefties. A friend of the podcast, Lonnie Chisenhall, just came off the DL. Yes, he did. He's back. I saw that. He's in fact left-handed. I'm three percent owned. I'm tossing Lonnie Chisenhall out there against Miguel Gonzalez. Three percent is too low for Lonnie Chisenhall. Good old Lonnie. Yeah, I agree. That's gonna be just fine. Three percent. Mm. You know, now that he's back. The problem is in standard leagues where you picked up like that is that he gets sat against other lefties quite a bit. So in your, you know, weekly leagues and whatever, that's tough. But in your DFS and anything like that, anything you can make daily moves, maybe, I think could definitely be more helpful. So, yeah, that's a good one. I had as my C pick. I see our friend Vance Worley on there, and I can pick on Vance Worley. I know. I'm sorry, but it's going to be in Pittsburgh. And so the Pirates, similar to Lonnie Chisnall, have a guy that often sits against lefties, but has been pretty decent. He's left-handed. Adam Frazier, they've been batting him like leadoff and he's not a lot of power or anything, but he gets his job done. He's 16% owned, so not looking for a dinger or anything here, but he could fill out your box score a little bit with a good matchup like that, especially from the leadoff spot. Pay a little bit of attention to Adam Frazier. He has my attention. Would you say that Adam Frazier is more exciting or less exciting than Eric Sogard? More exciting than oh, Eric Sogard, oh. I'd say. Eric Sogard is exciting in that you know he's crappy, so it's exciting because oh. if you get something from him, you get like, oh, look at my sneaky pick. But I think Adam Frazier might actually be kind of good. Okay. So, yeah. Eric They're exciting Sogard. for different reasons. I yeah. think Eric Sogard's still hitting 400, so. He is. We'll see if I believe that. But, I mean, the Brewers are exciting. They're more exciting than the Pirates, so there is that edge. But, True. Yeah. And then my B pick, this is a guy we've talked about maybe the most this year, but Mitch Moreland is still only 13% owned. He hit better in May than he did in April, and he gets Jordan Zimmerman in Boston. That's fine for me. Usually we don't go cheap at first base, but if you're filling stuff out, mm. I have no problem with Mitch Moreland there. Going to bat in a strong lineup, good matchup. He's only 13%. All about that. My 2%er, though, going for my cheap A pick, assuming he gets in there. The wheels have fallen off for Amir Garrett a little bit, but they're still trucking him out there because Cincinnati has to. He goes to L.A., and L.A. has a bunch of cheap righties you you can use that we like. You know, we've talked about Franklin Gutierrez plenty, guys like that. But I want 2% Enrique Hernandez going to sneak in there, probably start against the lefty. Doesn't get used much, but when he does, he's done that damage. He still does it. I like that sample size for him. So, yeah, I want Enrique Hernandez. He might not play. Check your lineups. That's why he's my A pick. If I don't get him, I settle for Mitch Moreland, which I am super okay with. Okay, Matt, Mm. Saturday the 10th, I felt like a lot more options here. If I could have just taken one of them on Friday, would have been a lot better. Would have felt better, but on Saturday, your boy Robert Gesellman going to Atlanta. He's still trying to get back into our hearts a little bit, but I don't know. I'm still not in, right? Long hair is dead to me. Yeah. He had such a bad start to the year that it's hard to earn back the trust, but <laughs> I'm at least looking. All right. How about Erasmo Ramirez at home against the Athletics? Speaking of burn bridges... He wasn't that bad. Oh, yes, like, he was. Gesellman was bad for like a month. Erasmo has had back-to-back four-run outings, and his ERA is still barely over four. Mm. He's fine. Uh, I'm not where I'm going, but he's he's fine. Matt, how about Jeff Hoffman going to Chicago? Jeff Hoffman is striking everybody out, which is, you know, a big thing, especially as a Rocky. His ERA is under three. It's only been four starts, but so far so good for Jeff Hoffman. 
Are you trusting him in Wrigley at all? This start is like the uh, the ghost of Rocky's past versus the ghost of Rocky's present. Yes, he's opposite Eddie Butler. <laughs> the last, you know, another one of those Rockies guys people tried to get excited about. Oh, yeah. Didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, I like Jeff Hoffman. I'm still scared to go to Wrigley, but I would at least think about this one. Mm. Not for you? No. Okay. How about your boy Dan Straley going to Pittsburgh? It's a relatively safe one and a relatively decent guy. He's up to 48% owned. We've almost lost Dan Straley in a good way. Are you thinking about this matchup? Yeah, it's my pick. Okay. Yeah, he went to Wrigley last time, seven innings, three earned, five strikeouts, no walks. And I feel like if he can do that there, he should be okay in Pittsburgh. You would think so, yes, but... <laughs> but we've been burned by exactly that. Scooter going like, yeah, to yeah, well, he gave up two in Chicago, and still, because he walked nobody and whatnot, he did just fine there. So I'm fine with that pick. I think that's a good streaming pick, for sure. Other ones I wrote down, do you like Josh Tomlin at home against the White Sox at all? No. Not enough upside there, too much downside. Yes. Can be competent, but it can get real ugly. How about your boy Ariel Miranda at home in Seattle, which I know you like, I but do. he gets the Blue Jays. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm okay with it, too. Again, the Blue Jays got back to Lewitsky and, more importantly, Josh Donaldson. So mm. I'm thinking twice. But they're not as bad as when they started the year. So I don't know. It's an option. Miranda's better than you think at home. But they lost Devin Travis, so... They did lose Devin Travis. Right when he hit... I had him and dropped him when he got stinky, and then he's starting to get better, and I brought him back. And now I lost him. Now I'm a Whit Merrifield owner, and I don't feel great about it. Wow. Goodness, I know. It's tough middle infield, apparently. Junior Guerra goes to Arizona. Way too tough of a matchup, right? Hard pass, yeah, no thank you. He's already up to 45% owned. He jumped right up there. People are like, oh, Junior Guerra's back and grabbed him. But this matchup's going to be a little bit tougher. Yes, it is. I think my pick, I kind of cursed him last time I picked him, but I, I like this matchup for him. Matt Andresi is at home against Oakland. Last time out, I picked him. He went one and two-thirds, allowed two runs, got hurt and left. That was on May 30th. But he got a breather. He's back. He's at home against Oakland. I think that he's pretty okay. He has a 3-4-5 ERA. He gets a fair amount of strikeouts, and I'm just not scared of the A's. Especially, I mean, I guess, especially in Oakland, but also in Tampa Bay. I think they'll be fine there. So in the second game, because they have a doubleheader, in the second game, I want... Matt Andreese against Oakland. You like that at all? Not at all, no. Not even a little. Why don't you like Matt Andreese? Because he just got hurt, or just in general? Yeah, he, he just got hurt, and... He I hurt, like, his knee or something, but oh, yeah, I understand. Pitch, you're right, pitchers don't need knees, whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm trusting him. I'm hoping they didn't rush him back out there, that it was a small tweak. We'll see, but I like Dan Straley just fine, and I like Jeff Hoffman just fine, too. Mm -hmm. So there are some options on Saturday, for sure. Most of those that I would have taken before Randall Delgado on Friday, too, I ended up with. And then Matt, are you thinking for hitters on Saturday? Okay, I got thoughts here. All right, okay. C-pick. We've got Ricky Nolasco going to Houston to face the Astros. Yes. Yeah, that's not a great place for him. It is not. Handed just goes out the window with him. He's equally bad against both sides. It's, it's a matter of finding a, a cheap Astro who you can toss out there. Mm -hmm. uh, I found one. Yes. At 22% owned, Uleski Guriel. Yeah, that's come down. I feel like it was high earlier, but he's definitely not bad. No, he's definitely not bad at all. Uh, next up, my C pick. Okay, who do you got? David Holmberg. Okay. Going to Cleveland. 
Yes, I, I wrote this down also. I don't think you were... Well, maybe you did. I definitely looked at Holmberg and was like, oh yeah, circle that and find somebody to start there. <laughs> Holmberg is in fact left-handed, so he went righties. Mm-hmm. The best I could do is Jan Gomes at 5%. Yeah, I, I picked him before, you but have. yeah, I like that. He's my B pick. Yeah, I had him at the end of May, and I mentioned him the other day. I didn't get in there, but yeah, I like that. Next up, continuing to pick on the Giants, and again, Jeff Samarja. Who has been better than you'll want to admit, but I understand. I admit nothing. Uh, <laughs> again, with Samarja, you, you, you want to pick you want to pick lefties against him? Mm-hmm. The Twins have a bunch. I'm For this one, I'm going to go with Eddie Rosario at 2% owned. Oh, okay. I like Eddie Rosario. I feel like I like Eddie Rosario more than you do, and I also like Jeff Samarja more than you do, which isn't saying a lot, but yes. True. Yeah. What do you like about Eddie Rosario here, other than he's left-handed? Okay, Jeff Samarja, right-handed, does in fact have an OPS against lefties right around 900. This season, Eddie Rosario has hit five home runs. How many have come off right-handed pitching, Dylan? Probably all five. Yes, five. Uh, He has 15 RBIs. How many have come against right-handed pitchers, Dylan? Most of them. 14. <laughs> he has nine walks. Yeah. How many have come against righties, Dylan? Probably eight of them. Yes, accurate. So the pattern here is that he's capable of doing damage against righties. The numbers aren't, like, fantastic. Very capable. He's, he's a capable hitter. I like him against righties. I, especially, I like him against Jeff Samarja. Yeah, you like your lefties against Samarja. I understand. I wrote down Tommy Pham getting Nick Pavetta, who's also not very good. We like Tommy Pham. He's on our own. Check that out. I also wrote Jan Combs getting David Holmberg. 5% owned. I think that he can hit lefties. He's looked good. Good over the last month. I believe in Jan Gomes being healthy and fine. My C pick, I also wanted to pick against Ricky Nolasco, but I did not go with Yulieski. I went with my boy Josh Reddick, who I mention all the time, but mm. he's under-owned in there. He's a good left-handed bat. Should be just fine. So... Him getting Nolasco will be okay. And then I have not picked between my two top picks. They're very similar. They're on the same team. The Padres, who are a nightmare of a lineup in a bad way, have two guys getting Ian Kennedy. I want to pick on Ian Kennedy. And I am looking at Alan Cordoba and Franchi Cordero. Do you know anything about either of these guys, Matt? I think you made both of those names up. They're real people. So Alan Cordoba is like, this is off the top of my head, like 21 years old and is a Rule 5 pick who from the Cardinals who I think had played like above rookie ball and they brought him over and they're like, whatever, we're the Padres in 2017, just play. <laughs> and he's been fine. He's been hitting like 300. It's not been a long time. So far, so good. So I don't know that I believe in that as much. That is uh, probably not going to stick as much, but I think you should pay attention because nobody's holding on to him. And if it sticks, it sticks. He's been so far so good, has some home runs, has most importantly has stolen bases in the minor leagues, in rookie league, but still. He's stolen bases, and that is something that, you know, it's a skill that he owns, I feel like, that probably translates easier than power and stuff. As for Franchi Cordero, has a little bit of pop, has some speed also. I just think that you could do that against Ian Kennedy. He has been so far so good. Also not in very much of a sample. 10 games, 11 games, but so far so good. So my A pick is Alan Cordoba. My B pick's Franchi Cordero, and then I get below that. But these are guys that I think are at least worth looking at in case they take off or at least can be pretty helpful because they are 1% and 0% owned. Digging in on some Padres, for sure, instead of boring old, you know, Reddick and Pham and those other guys. Jan Gomes against Holberg. I don't know. Basically, if I get a home run out of Cordoba or Cordero, I get to throw a parade forever. Wow. 
Don't think so? If you get to call that one? Honestly, I... I think in the great race for the worst pick of the season, I think you just took a commanding lead with this one. <laughs> I don't know. I got, I got a home run out of Corey Spangenberg, so we'll True. see if I can strike gold twice. Honestly, in, in the race for the for the best pick of, of the contest, again, you might have a large lead with that Spangenberg oh, pick. Boy. At least the most unlikely home run. We'll see. I'll call that a lucky one, for sure. All right, Matt. Uh, on to Sunday, the 11th. I had a handful of picks. I don't love any of them, but there are places to go. Okay. Do you like Jesse Hahn going to Tampa Bay? Not, not in particular, no. No, he has been very okay. I think I trust him a little bit, but I'm not ready to pick on Tampa Bay lately anymore. They've been showing a lot of power, mm. and Jesse Hahn's not striking guys out. So there's some downside there. It's possible. Seth Lugo is making what I believe is his major league, uh, his 2017 debut. Certainly not his major league debut. Pardon me. But he's back. He's going to Atlanta. Interesting guy for sure. Hopefully he's shaking some of the rust off. We'll see how he does in his 2017 debut. But are you interested in Seth Lugo? I'm interested in that for, not for his first start back, no. Yes. That's kind of how I feel, for yeah. sure. Uh, how about your boy Jesse Chavez going to Houston? No thanks, right? Out no, on Chavez right now? Hard pass, yeah, for the start. I like like Hyunjin Ryu, he's at home. He gets the Reds who are fourth in baseball against lefties, so not the matchup for me, I don't think. No, not the matchup for me either. Denelson Lamette finally showed that he is, you know, not perfect. He, he <laughs> looked okay in his first two starts, and then he got beat up pretty bad last time. Not terrible, but enough to blow up his ERA. And so now it's up to like seven because he allowed seven runs, but. The first two look good. Now he's at home against the Royals. I'm at least thinking about this. Not a lot of a track record there. But would you consider Denelson Lamette? If I'm considering any of these, like, you know, rookie pitchers, it's it's Jake Junis, not Denelson Lamette. Oh, boy. We got another really, really lights out Royals opposite Padres matchup on. You like Jake Junis? A bit better than Denelson Lamette, yes. Oh, boy. I don't know about that, but maybe. And then the last name I wrote down was your boy David Paulino getting the Angels. Are you thinking about that? A little bit. I think that might be my pick. He hasn't done a whole lot yet, but he is a prospect. Most importantly, the Angels are not good. The Angels are not good. I try and find guys on that team to pick. What an ugly lineup right now. I think I don't like David Polino as much as you do, but I like the matchup more. So I'm going to take him. I would be all over Chase Anderson going back home to Arizona. He's 55% owned. He's sailed away from us. Mm. He is above the line. He deserves it. People are fickle with him, but right now he is not eligible. So I, I trust him, but even though that's a real tough matchup. But I'm taking David Polino. Not pumped about it, but picking against the Angels. Matt, is there anybody on here I didn't mention that you like? You didn't mention the Redstone Rocket himself, Jeff Locke. I did not mention Jeff Locke. I am picking against Jeff Locke. I think, I'm, I, think I am too, now that I mentioned it. Yeah. Um, hey, him and Vance Worley, good to see you, friend. Going to pick against you. Yeah, no, I, I can't recommend Jeff Locke. No, no way. All right, Paul, is your pick 100%? Yeah, I'm going to do that. Again, I'm not pumped about it, but and I think Jesse Hahn's okay. <sighs> Seth Lugo is also interesting, but I'm going to go with Polino. This is mostly a safety pick against the Angels. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll go with Jake Junis versus the Padres then. Okay. Do you like Jake Junis, or are you mostly just picking against the Padres? He strikes me as like the try-hard prospect, where he, he's not really very good. Sure. But he gets like the most out of whatever talent he has by trying really, really hard. 
It hasn't been good so far this year, been, but oh, okay. it has not been much yet. Okay, I'll, I'll say this much. He's better than whatever his ERA is. Oh, he's hardly done much yet, and it's been bad. And it's mostly this last start out, he got whooped on by the Astros, and that well, There happens. you go. That's okay, fine. so he's, he's, he's not going to get whooped on nearly as badly. He, there's not much to go on yet. He's going to Petco, he gets the Padres, anything is possible. He's not, I, I he's not a 784 ERA pitcher in the major league level, and more importantly, he's not an 871 BB per nine pitcher in the major yeah. league level. It's it, there's not much to go on. He'll be he'll be better than that, uh, decidedly. I think his minor league tracker indicates his control is that bad. Yeah, he'll be okay. Yeah. And then Matt, how about hitters on Sunday? Who are you thinking about? Okay, C pick my safety again. I'm picking on the Giants all weekend. Uh, Matt Kane. Uh-huh. Is rumbling down the bump. And yes. for, for this one, if if it comes to my C pick, I'm going to spend a little bit. I'm going to go with Max Kepler versus Matt Kane. I like Max Kepler. Me yeah, too. I'm into that. He's, no, he's only 30% on, which I can't believe. Yeah, that's too low. Is it? I think so. He's on my same team where I have Whit Merrifield, so, you know. Next up, picking against Jeff Locke, uh, I'm going to toss David Freeze out there against him. Ah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. The Iceman comes in at 5%. He's, in fact, right-handed. He, he's a long track record of whooping on lefties. Jeff Locke is a really mediocre lefty. Yes, especially now. My my B pick is also David Freeze. I'm oh, wow. way in there. Yeah. And lastly, my A pick. The Red Sox get Daniel Norris in the uh, ESPN late game. Mm-hmm. At 2% owned, this might be yes. the last one of the, one of the last chances we get to use Sam Travis. Why do you say one of the last chances? Because he's a really good prospect, and he's going to be stealing at bats from your buddy Mitch Moreland sooner yes. rather than later. That could be a thing for sure. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to stay at two percent for very long. That's why I say that. That's why. Okay. I can oh see wait, that. no, I'll... it's it's a hitter, so it doesn't matter. We can take him no matter what. I, f- I feel dim. You can, but once he blows up, you won't want to. Yeah. That's so true. You, either way, I think he's going to blow up, but you could still theoretically take him. So I did misspeak, and you are correct to question me, and I apologize for. Oh, I just meant what you were getting at. You think he's going to blow up, and that's uh, that's fair. That's still good advice. Grab him while you can. I think he has potential to blow up. I can see that. Matt, sad news, my A pick is also Sam Travis. We were on the same page on Sunday. Yeah, I like that. Same reasons you do. He's been mashing lefties in a small sample size, Ah. but he has a bat. I know. I know. I was right there with you for A and B. But Daniel Norris isn't great. That bullpen isn't great. It's in Fenway. It's a good place to be for him. Check out Sam Travis and any you other Red Sox. You should see me giggling when I was like writing this. I'm like, there's no way. He's, he's, his mind's going to be blown when I say Sam Travis's name. And right now my mind on. is blown when you, say, when you say Sam Travis's name. You got reverse mind blown. Apparently. I did. Yeah. Well, so I have David Freeze. I have Sam Travis. My C pick was not Max Kepler, but it was Trey Mancini because I wanted an Oriole in the Yankee Stadium getting Masahiro Tanaka. And Masahiro Tanaka can't keep the ball in the yard, especially Yankee Stadium. I would have taken Seth Smith, but I've used him this month. So I'm recommending Orioles in Yankee Stadium as well because, you know, Tanaka's having issues. So we'll think about that. So, yeah, those are our picks for the weekend. There should be, uh, the pitching's a little rough, but there are some places to maybe get some deals. And then the good news is that means there's plenty of hitters to pick from. I'm really looking forward to watching a lot of these games. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. There's some DFS opportunities in there. Our spreadsheets might take a hit, but there's some DFS well, opportunities. Maybe yours will. Uh, we'll see how Jake Junis does in San Diego. But yes, Matt, mm. tell me about your zero to hero softball story. Okay, so I it was my my turn to start, you know, as the starting pitcher this week mm-hmm. and I sucked. 
Okay. I mean, they're just, I was bad. Control problems, or you're just getting nailed? A little from column A, a little from column B. Okay. Now, in, in the first inning, I, I, we gave up 11 runs. So I say we. There were walks, there were home runs, but there was also, you know, fielding that could have helped out that really didn't. Yes. You did not get picked up by your defense. True. I mean, I was not good. I, I no, I'll, I'm, I'm going to go. I'll, I'll say I sucked. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I, I had some help as it, when I was sucking along, so I got lit. Mm-hmm. Part of the problem was like for whatever reason the, the ball was really dusty today. <laughs> okay, and the dust like got on my fingers, and it was really hard to maintain grip. That's weird. And I was okay. like, I was slipping and sliding like all over the place. You need a rosin bag or something up there. A softball rosin bag. I don't know if that's a thing. I don't know if that's a thing either. But all I know is I, I, it was to the point where I like literally like could not get a grip on the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I could not finish my delivery with a grip on the ball. So what I was doing was essentially like resting on my palm and like lobbing it in there as like a knuckler. Oh boy. Yeah. So that's what happened to me. So uh, we, we, we get bombed in the first few innings, but we start to chip away, start to chip away by the... Seventh inning, we were down. I think five. I think we were down four runs heading into the bottom of the seventh. Mm-hmm. We cut it to one run with the bases loaded and two outs. Did you get yanked, or were you just putting them zeros? Oh no, I I got yanked. Oh, okay. actually, I I yanked <laughs> I yanked myself. Yeah. Okay. Which... I was like, you didn't settle down. You you passed off the ball. I did, but I still wasn't good. And mm-hmm. we we have another pitcher on the team who's clearly better than me. Yeah. So I I I, I felt obligated. I, I made the executive decision. I'm like, hey Jeff, you know what? I suck today, man. I don't have it today. Sure. I just you know, if if nothing else, you should go out there and get some practice in. You know, refine your stuff because I'm never taking the ball again. <laughs> All right. Okay. So you go off the mound, but you're still in the game. Yeah, I'm still you know I'm still in the lineup. So mm-hmm. bottom of the seventh, down by a run, bases loaded, two outs. Guess whose turn it is in the lineup? You get to go up, huh? I do. Do you play seven inning games? You told me there's like a timer, right? Seven inning games, one hour limit. And we were like, we started the seventh inning. If you start the, the bottom of the seventh inning before the time limit, you can finish it. Okay, that makes sense. It does. Anyways, so bottom of the seventh. The girl in front of me draws a walk to load the bases. Keep in mind, if I draw a walk, two runs score. Because if you walk a guy, it's two bases. Sure. And you're down a run? And I'm, we're down a run. Correct. Oh, boy. So, guess what I did, Dylan? Oh, you drew a walk-off two-run walk? I did. I, I went up there. I had zero intention of taking the bat off my... I I might as well have gone up there without a bat. Yeah. You were like, no, best thing I can do. It's I mean, just... I went through the motions. I, I, I had the... You know, I, I got in my stance and everything, and you know, I did mm-hmm. my Gary Sheffield bat waggle. Tried to intimidate him into not pounding the zone. Let's just say, if you were to compare his stuff and mine, they really weren't that different. He also had trouble. Yeah. You should have been like the ball, right? It's dusty. It's hard to grab, right? You get it? You'd have been like, yeah, man. He was kind of a mess, too. But it, it, either way. So, yeah, I got the, I got the walk-off, two-run walk. That's exciting. After the game, one of my teammates came up to me. He's like, how did you do that? I'm like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? He's like, I, I thought I was, I was on third base. I thought I was going to throw up. I was so nervous. How did, how did you just go up there? How did you just go up there like that? I'm like, <laughs> like I, I don't want to. I don't want to say the guy's name, but I'm just like, dude, I, I didn't do it. I just, I stood. I literally stood there. Didn't do anything. Yeah. So, anyway, so I, I went from from zero to hero in the span of about an hour. Well, congratulations, man. A zero for my awful pitching performance. 
you get a walk off. You got to tell people now you had a walk off to run walk. Yeah. Not many people get to say that for a number of reasons, but you were in that one. Well, th- does it make it cooler that, that, that it, with a win today, we are now officially in the playoffs? Oh, nice. I didn't know that. That's pretty exciting, too. Yeah. So my walk-off two-run walk got us a playoff spot. So Congratulations. I hope you celebrated. That's pretty good. I think we, we took a team photo. We did some high fives, but... Mm-hmm. Let's just say the celebration was fairly. I was fairly muted. Like I, I, I walked off and like I didn't get mobbed or anything. I was kind of disappointed <laughs> for the walk off walk. That's good though. That's a that's a good feeling. Congrats on making the playoffs. How many weeks left in your regular season? Two. Okay. And we, and our season. our last week is against the intramural heroes. We we saw it in, in week two. Oh, but you guys have clinched a spot at least. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Excited to get to hear about all that too. Yeah, but the playoffs are weird, man. It's you have to play two games in the same day. Oh boy! Well, so like they break through two rounds of the bracket at a time, or oh, no, no, it's four teams go in. Oh, okay. So you play the the first round of the playoffs at five thirty, and the championship is at six thirty. It's a one day playoff. Yes. I get it. Oh, okay. There aren't rounds. You just do it on a day. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's gonna be super nerve wracking. I'm I'm kind of excited for it. Awesome. I'm excited to hear about it. This is a good, good podcast softball update for us, for sure. Congratulations. I'm just happy I had a chance to redeem myself, because I I, honestly, I would have been kind of salty heading into this podcast if if all I had to say was, yeah, I sucked. Yeah, erase your bad start. To be fair, I did did go one for one with two walks, and I had, I think, five RBIs today, so I was proud of that. Including the important ones. Game-winning RBIs. Game-winning RBIs, yes. Well, uh, congrats on that. You got anything else before we get rolling out of here for the weekend? No, nothing nothing worth, you know, nothing we haven't covered already. Yeah, I don't think so. I want to say make sure to check out the other podcasts on the Fangraphs Network here. Of course, there is Fangraphs Audio with Carson Sestouli. There is a Sleeper in the Bus for more fantasy stuff. And I think between us and the Sleeper in the Bus, we're pumping out five podcasts a week, which is which is perfect, which I'm is sure. what we should aim to do between us. Absolutely. Check that out with Paul Spore and guests. Also, of course, check out Effectively Wild three times a week with Ben Lindbergh and Jeff Sullivan. That is my favorite baseball podcast, for sure, other than our own. It's a good one. It's not fantasy-related, but if you want to learn stuff about baseball, it's real good. I can't recommend that one enough. Uh, other than that, you know, keep on visiting Fangraphs, keep on visiting Rotographs, and if you want to support the site, you can become a member for 20 bucks a month, and it helps keep the lights on, because all this content is free, and will remain free. And you can also get ad-free browsing for 50 bucks a month. That's the way to give back and really help out. Uh, something that's just become a really cool baseball institution. Internet baseball institution, at least. So that should do it for us. Matt is on Twitter at MattD underscore DFS. Sometimes, eventually. It's becoming our running gag now, Matt. I miss seeing your tweets at me and your replies. But Matt will be back on Twitter. You're just adding to the log now at this point, if you tweet at Matt. Because you're going to go through them all when you get back on. It's going to be good. I'm excited for that tweet storm one day. (laughs) I am on Twitter at HigginsFOS. And you can tweet at me. And I am actually checking it, getting back. And tweeting at Matt every day. Just to add to the ones he has to look at. Thank you. But, Yeah. We'd like to hear from you. Uh, good luck with your picks this weekend, and we will talk to you on Monday. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy, or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.